Jack's world is torn apart when some sketchy-er-y bikers destroy his sandals, and now he must find a new balance. After a quick converse with a local shoe salesman, he realizes he can't go back to the Asics and tries out some fresh pairs, making some big vans, or should I say fans, out of the locals. Those bikers aren't so tough under their armor, and for them, the end is nigh key. This episode is so funny, I might puma pants. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. We have reached the end of season two of Samurai Jack. We are going to talk about episode 26 today. Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan. Hello. Thanks for thanks for joining me. You're welcome. (laughs) Didn't mean to didn't mean to step on your thing there. (laughs) We made it. We made it through. Season two, this is this is the end. We did it. Of season two. Yeah, it is. That's true. Which you might consider the halfway point if you're only thinking about the original run of this television show. Yeah. I don't know. I'm coming up with weird fractions now, and I should probably <laughs> stop. I mean, I, I kept thinking of it as the halfway point, like the entire time. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we get through season two, that's uh, <laughs> it's over the, the hump there. But uh, it feels that way. Yeah. But there are more beyond that. Oh, there's that we'll plenty more. There's plenty more to go. Uh, yeah, but before we do that, I, uh, I've i done a little research this week. Okay. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about last week, uh, shocking, shocking revelation about the, the timing between uh, episode 12 of, of the series, uh, uh, Jack and the Spartans, mm-hmm. versus the release date of the motion picture 300. Yeah, you just said episode 12 of the season, I guess. Of the season. I'm getting into more loosey-goosey kind of messing with the, the episode <laughs> numbers. and. All right, we'll go with it. Episode 12 of the series. Of the second season. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, episode 25 overall of the show, of course. Everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're doing the British thing where we call seasons series. I um I go back and forth between that a lot. You know what I do a lot is I for some reason I spell the word behavior with a u oh. a lot. Yeah, which is weird cuz it's the only word that I do that with. How do you spell gray? That's gray. one too, I think. Yeah. I don't think I do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd spell it's it with hard. an a. It's it's <laughs> it's really hard to tell sometimes. Uh we're not talking about the differences between the uh incorrect English language and the American English language. Yeah. There's no debate to be had. Let me shoot my shotgun in the air a couple times and (laughs) get back into it. Uh, No, that's not what we're talking about. Um, Yeah. Last last week's episode, we marveled at how uh, the the Samurai Jack episode came out five years before the film 300, which still seems impossible. Mm hmm. Did a little research online trying to see if, like, anyone had talked about that because it seems notable. Yeah. Um, most articles that I found uh, just 
pretty much saying and, and and really the only people talking about it are on like lists of the best Samurai Jack episodes of all time, which are, people consider that among the best, which um, I'm impressed by. And I yeah. can see it. It was a good app. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. Um, lots of people talking about how it was definitely inspired. Most people saying like partially inspired, uh, mildly inspired, takes take some inspiration from mm-hmm. the... 300 graphic novel yeah and i yeah of course it does i I wouldn't argue that at all of course it does um but i sort of you know as we had talked about how similar it was to the actual shots from the movie because if they're both based on the same property they both kind of took it in the exact same direction yeah yeah maybe we got to read this graphic novel yeah, yeah, I was actually thinking about picking it up. Uh, I might do that pretty soon. Um, <laughs> last week, though, I went and watched some side by sides like there aren't I couldn't find anything on YouTube that anyone had done. So I found sure. a scene from 300 and was seen from Samurai Jack and watched them side by side. And it's the the slow motion scene where they're fighting in the rain in Samurai Jack and the scene where they're fighting the immortals in 300. And I swear to God, they're the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I just. <sighs> I'm very willing to now like, yeah, maybe go back and look at that comic book and see like if we could really draw the lines from like, oh, yeah, if you were going to make a movie or television show or anything kind of, you know, like uh, along those lines based on or inspired by this graphic novel. I wonder if we could look at that graphic novel and be like, oh, yeah, this is the only way you could possibly go. Yeah, like that, like an editor's note that says operatic music plays and this scene is in slow motion (laughs) sounds like a good graphic novel yeah um yeah i don't know not to spend too much more time um sort of harping on that because we did spend a lot of time last week talking about that um although uh a little transition here uh i believe we did get an email from someone talking about the exact same thing we did email uh, this, classic email song the, the one you all know and love you can sing along with it uh this is from joseph he says hey guys been loving your podcast samurai jack is one of my favorite tv shows your points of comparison uh of jack and the spartans to 300 were mind-blowing and hilarious maybe tartakovsky was a fan of the graphic novel i mean only it's I, that's it's the only thing that makes any sense but even then it makes little or like one of the storyboarders or the one of the writers for the episode if he didn't directly do it whoever was in charge of this episode definitely knew what they were doing it's weird yeah uh joseph goes on to say also i think you might change your mind about jack and the lava monster if you revisit it after your rewatch at the very least, you'll see how it began. Nick Nick doesn't seem so sure. <laughs> At the very least, you'll see how it began to open up, uh, open us up to all the gods of different mythologies. Uh, and that's kind of, I think, what I was saying at the at the time. But I think the big hang up for for I think both of us is kind of like, do we want that? <laughs> like, is it is it weird that we've got these like pantheons hanging out now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it. Part of our problem was not only like the weird, the weird structure of that episode where it was like half video game and then half epic saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think part of the the problem with the way they they introduced that stuff is like when they decided to lean into like it's all about Vikings. And then at other times, like, no, it's not all about Vikings. It's just <laughs> kind of epic 
gobbledygook. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I, I, I think the point is fair about like introducing to the different mythologies. Like I was a young boy at that time. So like something like that probably would not have really impacted me that much been like expanded my mind to like the Norse mythology Mm -hmm. or like anything about like that, that sort of Norse culture. But I think if maybe I'd been a few years older, it would have been really interesting to me. Like I remember playing God of War just even a few years ago. And like that kind of set me on a path where like, Ooh, I want to learn a lot more about this. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I didn't even consider that statement in that way. Uh, The way I thought about it was he meant that it opens up the show, but now that you say it that way, yeah, I think uh, that is actually a pretty good point. I think it is fun for the way you were thinking about it. I think it is fun to <laughs> I think it's mm, I don't know. It's dangerous because if it's a slippery slope, you know, when you start getting into like, oh, well, every mythology that ever existed does exist. Yeah. In this world, if that's a thing that we're going to get into, which I guarantee there are more episodes that are going to start pulling some shit mm-hmm. like Jack and the Lava Monster did. Um we just got to remember it's a cartoon network show. Yeah. And, and it is for children <laughs> and it is for children. But yeah, the actual like Norse, like getting some cool, like Norse mythology stuff in there. Fun. Mm-hmm. Always a, th- always a thumbs up. I'll, I'll always support that. I mean, I laughed. I remember cracking up when we were talking about it. That was hilarious. <laughs> He had his faithful canine companion. <laughs> oh, you know man. what? That is a good episode. <laughs> We've changed our mind. Thank you, Joseph. We appreciate you writing in. Uh, anyone else wants to write in, you can do so at gotarecap at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, definitely uh, reach out to us at that email address. Um, lots more to talk about in the coming weeks, which we would love to hear from you all about. Uh, but before we can get to that point, uh, Brendan. We have to finish off season two of Samurai Jack. We do. So let's do it. Watch it. Uh, Brendan, you have one final shot now in season two to guess the episode title for, for this week's episode. I will give you this this one final chance. It's the last time of the season. You got to get it right. Uh, Jack and the shoes. <laughs> uh you could have just said Jack's shoes, which is the title uh, of the episode. It's got to be Jack and the or Jack versus the. It doesn't, it does, it's not like Jack was hanging out with some shoes. No, it's like it's like Scrubs where every episode is like my first blank or something like that. Every episode has to be Jack and or Jack the one, versus the one with the yeah. shoes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it has to. It's 26 episodes in now. They can't break pattern now. Uh, well, of course, the official episode titles of these these episodes are all just Roman numerals. That's true. This is all fan fan theories for these titles. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> there's a this is official documentation I'm working off of, thanks to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. the trusted source for all things Samurai Jack. Uh, everyone knows it, baby. Uh, Wikipedia sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, Wikipedia, come learn about Greek yogurt and Millard Fillmore. Yeah. Uh, episode 26 titled Jack's Shoes, October 11th, 2002. Uh, Brendan, I want to read to you exactly what I have written down in my notes here. Okay. 
If I didn't have a foot fetish before, this whole segment is make or break on whether or not that's ever going to happen. So let's find out together. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm ready for the episode now. Oh, yeah. This could have really awoken something dark inside of me. Uh, I think we're going to make it out okay on the other side. But just talking it over with you, I might start to feel a few feelings. Uh, we might have to pause a couple times if that's okay. Okay. Here we go. There's some misty mountains, and we can see Jack hopping down the side of these mountains, like hopping and sliding down some some craggy cliffs. But we don't actually see Jack's whole body at this point. We're really just focused in on his lower half, specifically his feet. Yep. He's wearing his, his trusty wooden sandals, uh, which are helping him scale this mountainside with ease. Um, from here, it cuts to Jack walking through a forest. And uh, again, it, it, it zooms in on his, his sandals as the, the earth is crunching beneath his feet and he's, he's snapping twigs beneath his, his big wooden sandals. Yeah, the way it's shot, it seems like he's deliberately stepping on all the branches, like he's trying to make as much noise as possible. I thought we were going to go into another uh, sound-based episode from that. <laughs> He's trying to make like an urban beat, like a cool, like fun, st like music style. But with, you know, you make the music around you in the world that you're living. Yeah, in. man. Feel the rhythm. The rhythm of the He's street. He's feeling the rhythm. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, he walks through some tall grass, which is, yeah, again, just crumbling uh, beneath each step of his, his mighty wooden sandals. Mm-hmm. Really good Foley worked to this point in the episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, this is going to be another episode where it's all about the sound. I actually, we see the grass like bent when he steps away from it. Like he left a track and I thought like, oh, he's going to be hunted again in this one. And so they're going to follow his trail of broken branches and stepped in grass. No, this time Jack is the hunter. Uh, uh, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah, Jack... He's walking along, his his sandals click clack across some stones that are next to a river, and uh, he kicks off those sandals and sticks his feet out and dips them right into the river and sits down and takes a nice big rest next to this river. Yep, and we just get this, the, the strangest shot I've seen in the show so far of Jack just like... Legs spread wide, camera at crotch level. <laughs> spread eagle. Yeah. He looks like he's giving birth. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's just fucking sprawled out, loving life. Yeah, like, why would they draw it like that? I don't know. It's really weird. Uh, but I appreciated it. You know, you could tell this dude's fucking chillaxing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's another one of these peaceful moments for Jack, you know, just hanging out in nature. Um, there's some birds flying around. Uh, he cuts some straw that's growing next to him along this river bank. And uh, he starts spinning it into a pattern. And it starts to take this very familiar shape that you and me have talked about a few times on the show. Yeah. And uh, just like I think we had the other week where Jack finally settled on the word gee for his outfit, mm -hmm. I think this is an important step for you and me on our podcast journey. Yeah, I was very excited for this scene. I was like, finally, an origin story. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> uh, it flashes back to 
Jack's childhood, uh, which we haven't had now for a little while. Yeah, not since earlier this season. I always love these these happy flashbacks of Jack's childhood before before the Aku times. There, mm-hmm. These are always some of my favorite moments on this this television show. Yeah, it's cool to see a little glimpse into uh, his life of royalty with with his own personal band following him around everywhere. <laughs> uh, the innocent years, they called it. <laughs> Flashes back. Uh, he's sitting next to his mother, who is uh, sort of teaching him how to make straw hats. Whoa! So we can finally, like, put to rest all these theories we've had about him going to the hat store between episodes. Mm -hmm. They've really made a point out of, you know, Jack is sometimes wearing hat. There was even a a wanted poster about how he's sometimes in a hat, sometimes not. Yeah, now we know. We now know Jack is responsible for his own own hats. Which is pretty cool. Self-reliant. Want a hat? Make one. It's a good skill. I have not figured out how to make like a cool like snapback hat with like a Yukon Huskies logo on the front of it yet. But like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out. At, yeah, at some if you figure it out. Let me know. We'll go into business. <laughs> Just pick up some grass and start twirling it into a Husky. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, Jack is sitting next to his mother and he starts trying to like make his own straw hat and uh it's not going very well for him. It's like a just a jumbled ball of straw. Mm-hmm. The camera pulls way out. And uh, like we've seen now in these flashback scenes several times, we see this beautiful Japanese countryside. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's like a few people sitting around. There's a woman playing a like one of those Japanese string instruments, which I believe is called a, a, a shamisen. Uh, that sounds I don't right. Know. I, I looked it up. I don't think I'm saying it right, and I don't even know if it's the right instrument, but I tried. Yeah, well, that's the best we can hope for. Yeah, young Jack just can't quite figure out this straw hat. He's, yeah, all like this big twisted ball of straw that he's holding in his hands, and he, he hands it over to his mother, who looks at it, like, <laughs> very quizzitively. She's like, mm, you're not quite there yet. But she looks at it, and then she, she kind of holds it against her heart, and she gives a big smile, and... She's finished her own straw hat, which she places on top of Jack's head. And it's, yeah, just a nice one of these one of these nice little happy moments with him and his his parents. I love those. Yeah. From here, it it transitions to uh, a modern day Jack uh, putting a hat on his own head, the hat that he just made. Um, And he lies down next to this riverbed and he's he's kind of lounging still and a, a dragonfly uh, buzzes around his head and uh, he kind of like lazily swats at it, like tries to shoo it away. Mm-hmm. The dragonfly has this buzzing sound effect, but if you listen closely, it sounds like a guy just going, <laughs> <laughs> could have been. I think it was. It been. <laughs> yeah. Budgets were tight. You know, after last week where we spent all that money sort of creating these epic battle scenes, <laughs> you can't afford to synthesize some dragonfly noise. Yeah, or you know? record one or anything. Um, yeah, he uh, he's lying down. This dragonfly is buzzing around his head. Uh, somewhere in the distance, a wheel on some kind of vehicle is spinning very fast. And the engine on this vehicle is revving very loudly mm-hmm. which gives us a very funny joke that happens in the scene where the sound of that revving engine is kind of also blending in with that dragonfly noise yeah 
So Jack, like, thinks that the dragonfly is still flying around him and swats his hand at nothing. Yep. Which is very funny. Can't take that hat off for nothing. No. He's chillaxing. Um, yeah, he's, he's laying down. And uh, now we can finally see that there's three motorcycles that are driving towards him at a, at a, at a rapid pace. And uh, luckily, Jack hears this just in time and uh, jumps good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I noticed. Yeah, he uh, it's it's been a little while, but um, he's still got the skill. Uh, he he jumps good up and out of the way of these motorcycles just in time as they they blaze straight past him. Um, Jack lands on the ground and uh, there's these huge tire tracks that have dug like a huge trench up through the earth, like around where he was laying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would they would have just run straight over him. Yeah, they they had no concern for Jack. They might not have even known he was there. Um, but yeah, they 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 dug these huge trenches through the earth and they blasted straight through his wooden sandals which we had seen him kick off and they are just completely shattered to pieces. Oh yeah, busted up. Which would be tragic if we didn't also just literally watch him like make a straw hat. Mm-hmm. And we've seen his shoes break before and he always has new ones. So he knows what to do here. I don't think the events of this episode are sort of as dire as they're made out to be. Cause yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got the ability to kind of take care of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they chose to <laughs> pursue, uh, what we're going to talk about now. Oh for yeah. The rest of the episode. Um, yeah, he picks up like one of the, the shattered sandals and it just like crumbles in his hand and he scowls and he hurls it into the river in front of him uh, and he starts running after those tire tracks and uh, he runs all the way uh, into the distance and he, he sees a bu- like beyond a valley, this gigantic futuristic city in the distance, like one of these these big, huge central hub cities that we've now seen several times over. Yeah. And uh, I think you mentioned it in a previous episode where it kind of feels like the Dragon Ball Z cities. Uh, and I think this one is like the, the best example of that, where it's just this giant city in the middle of like an empty field. There's no suburb. There's nothing around the city. It's just there. It's really funny. Yeah. To think about like the peaceful valley that Jack just walked through and like a forest and some mountains and like all this stuff. And then, yeah, like this bustling futuristic city with flying cars and spaceships and like robots and yeah, just plop down in the middle of this field. It's an odd place earth these days (laughs) but it cuts to uh sort of inside the city we're kind of looking around at the 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 bustling traffic inside of this this futuristic city like the the hover cars flying through tubes and stuff and aliens like hanging out on the sidewalks there's an alien selling hot dogs i'm pretty sure yep which is good he's holding the hot dog upside down where his like the the actual hot dogs in his palm (laughs) and the bottom of the bun is up on top I guess people like that extra flavor, baby. Yeah, that's how they do it in Aku land. Get you, get your palm sweat hot dog right here. Delicious. <laughs> uh, it cuts to inside of one of these hover cars in traffic. And there are two children uh, sitting in the back seat of this car who are playing with toys. Uh, the children are not wearing seat belts, so already highly irresponsible. And I don't support anything that's going on in this, <laughs> this sequence. Yeah. Aku uh, doesn't care much for traffic safety regulations. Ralph Nader didn't go to war for these kids to die <laughs> in a hover car accident. 
I got nothing for you. <laughs> thank you, Ralph Nader. I uh, actually no, no, thank you. Um, these two kids are playing with toys in the backseat of this car. Uh, one of them has a a motorcycle toy, and the other one has a car toy. Uh, Brendan, I don't know if you noticed this. The car toy has wheels. I did. Yep. I saw that. It's like a car car, like a car that we know. Yeah. Are there, have there been any cars with wheels in the show? Other I than don't like, think the so. big, I mean, there's like, been vehicles with yeah, wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But no, this is a proper car. This is like the car that I drive. Yeah. In this year. Wild. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> a relic of the past. I'm pretty sure they refer to it as. Um, but yeah, they're they're playing with these toys, and and one of the, the the kid with the motorcycle runs over the other child's car toy, and he laughs at him, and he's like, "Oh, I smashed your car with my bike," and the kid says to him, uh, he actually says, uh, "Come on, everyone knows a bike could never smash a car, dumb." Yeah, he call, he he calls him dumb, but not like you are dumb, like that's his name. It's a go. It's a weird <laughs> insult. Not the last good child insult in this episode. <laughs> Real quick, I want to point out the kid with the motorcycle is voiced by the voice actress who voices Phil and Lil in Rugrats. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Very recognizable voice. You know, they were all working around this time in two thousand two, that sort of era. Yeah, you know, you got to pay the bills, baby. Yeah, she also does many voices in this episode, just like Phil Lamar. This is true. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun going through these old cartoon episodes and yeah, recognizing all these people like, oh, yeah, they were working for the the three or four companies that were doing animated shows at this time. Like they were all working for everyone. Yeah. And they probably had to crank these things out. Like you got to keep this yeah. stuff coming if you want to keep that money flowing. Um, We uh, salute their service. The uh, yeah, that the. the they argue back and forth about whether or not a motorcycle could smash a car, um, which I think is a fun argument. Uh, but the the flying car that they're in lands and uh, the the adult driver looks annoyed with like this this childish argument that's going on in the backseat of his car. Rightfully so. Yeah, understandably. It's it's I'm pretty sure the the argument is yaha and nuh-uh yep. just over and over again. And it repeats in such a way that you could sample it and make a pretty dope beat out of it. Mm, gotta recap at gmail.com if anyone wants to take the time to do that. Uh we will most certainly play that I would love on that. this show. Probably for the rest of the the entire podcast. Yeah, every episode. We'll change we'll, we'll change our, our intro and outro music <laughs> to that. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. Uh, he'll he'll understand. Um, lands the car and uh, is kind of sitting there for a moment, uh, and then screams in terror as one of these motorcycles that we saw earlier in the episode crashes directly through the windshield in the front of their car. Oh yeah, just comes right in, smashes the the front tire straight through the windshield, and we finally get a good look at this biker. We're, we're starting to get a good look at it. It's the stylish blue bike with flame decals on the side of it and huge exhaust pipes like big chrome exhaust pipes and uh a license plate that says hrt dash chu or hurt you if you will and on the front of the bike it's got a, a like a human head human robot head 
uh, with like a Kaiser Wilhelm helmet with like a big spike sticking out the top of it. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Also a big pointy mustache like Wario or something. (laughs) Or maybe more Waluigi. Slightly less badass. Still pretty cool. Still pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, this bike robot lets out like a little laugh and uh, some blades stick out of the front of his tire, like all around his front tire. And uh, the man and the children fucking scream as this motorcycle just tears its way clean through this car <laughs> in like the most heavy metal scene that we've had on this television show yeah, to this point. It's pretty intense. It's fucking radical. Like this fucking <laughs> motorcycle tearing through the car. Everyone's just like, ah! And the yeah, the motorcycle's like laughing as he fucking tears his car directly <laughs> in half. It's pretty sick. What an asshole. <laughs> what a dick. He comes, yeah, comes out the other side of the, the car. Uh, the two halves of the car just completely fall apart, uh, which, of course, the one kid loves that his point was proven about uh, bikes being able to destroy cars. Yeah, I mean, square one for that kid. His friend will... Uh, Never be able to live that one down. He's got to start playing with some better toys. <laughs> yeah, the, the kid with the bike will never trust the other kid again. Yeah, well, you were wrong about the, the bike, asshole. I wouldn't want to know what other toys he owns <laughs> that could possibly cause these traumatic life events. Um, Two other bikes uh, pull up to meet the blue one, uh, and they all drive away from the scene. Uh, there's like a green bike and uh, my colorblind eyes tell me that the other bike is uh, like a teal color. Does teal sound good to you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, we're going to work with it. Uh, green bike and a teal bike. Uh, they all have like these human faces on the front of them, uh, but also like arms in random places. Yeah, I don't know. It, they're, they're a little weird. It's like the, the bike is the robot, but it still needs arms to, to control its own handlebars. Like it can't just do that. <laughs> otherwise which fine whatever i think that's yeah no i'm into it like it's not a bad thing but it's it's an odd thing yeah um they drive around and they just cause some general road mischief mm-hmm. um just basically like destroying all the other cars that are on the road and just yeah being hellions yep. in the city um there's a good bit where one of them crushes a car that's parked at a parking meter uh, and the alien was uh, the alien driving that car was about to put a coin in the meter, uh, but then just pockets the coin and smiles because now he doesn't have to do that because he doesn't have a car. <laughs> yeah, anymore. he does like a big shrug like, oh, well, <laughs> that's life. <laughs> the teal robot uh, reaches a robotic arm out to the side and snags a golf club that's just sitting in a trash can for some. Yeah, reason. it looks like a perfectly good putter. I don't know why anyone would throw that away. No reason to toss it, um, although I've never seen a golf course in uh, the year 3000 here on this TV show. So maybe it was a relic of the past that just wasn't worth anything. And yeah, they're just tired of holding on to it. Yeah, I get it. Um, picks up this this golf club and like hoots and hollers and then hurls the golf club through the window of a store, which we realize is a shoe store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking footlocker. <laughs> like. One hundred percent. Do you remember malls? I do. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember malls. You remember what the mall was like? I do. Yeah. Um, it's wild to think about malls being a thing. There's a mall around us, the uh, Fox Run Mall. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar Um, with it. Someone's got to fucking put a bullet 
in the brain of the Fox Run Mall. Every mall. Yeah, I worked at a mall as recently as maybe six years ago, uh, and it was dead. Did you work at GameStop? No, I worked at uh, Go Games and Toys. I was the manager, and then I worked at a Things oh. Remembered. I was the assistant manager. <laughs> Making mugs and mouse pads. Oh yeah, I engraved everything. All every, like everything yeah. I own is engraved. I've got my my 3ds has an engraving on it and everything. It was a great time. <laughs> that's, that's sick. Uh, I never worked at a mall, but of course I've spent many many days uh, browsing the the good stores of the local mall. Mm-hmm. Um, a Spencer's Gifts, a. Uh, a like a like a, a Sears, yeah, uh, an Fye mm-hmm. got a lot of posters at an Fye. Yep, some T-shirts, maybe maybe it, two to two hundred magazine subscriptions because they want you to get one every time you buy anything from there. Who's making money off of that? <laughs> Aku, Aku's making money off of something. Well, there is an advertisement in the window for this fantasy future footlocker uh there is an advertisement that says aku air yep which i think is very funny yeah that's pretty funny but uh yeah the golf club smashes through the window of this this shoe store and an old man runs out from the store and he's dressed like a referee and starts blowing a referee's whistle at these bikers so yeah it's a it's a footlocker yeah it's very on brand for footlocker i'd feel it kind of feels like this episode might be a footlocker commercial yeah, it's brand, branded content, <laughs> like the original branded content yeah. was an episode of Samurai Jack. Um, Yeah, this fucking guy. All right. This fucking guy, uh, right off the bat, before he even says anything, he looks like a 70s porno star. He kind of does, yeah. But at the same time, he also kind of looks like my father-in-law. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to think of him. In that <laughs> I have way. confused feelings about that. <laughs> I don't know what he was up to back then. Um. Yeah, he runs out of the store and uh, they come uh, like the motorcycles come roaring past his shop and he throws up a big T with his hands like a referee and he just yells at them. Time out, dudes. Yep. Another great Phil Lamar line. This guy is maybe my least favorite character that we've seen on this TV show so far. He's a fucking loser. Oh, no. I kind of like this guy. I think he's kind of funny. <laughs> I hate this guy. I hate this guy. When I didn't realize it was Phil Lamar, I'm like, who did they have voice this guy? It sounds like they did someone a favor to like have someone come on and record some lines as this fucking throwaway character who has like some really bizarre line where everything ends in dudes. But again, he looks like like an old man working at a foot. Oh, dude, I love a lot of it. I just said, dude, because now it's fucking in my head. I love a lot of his (laughs) lines, though. He's so funny. What's really weird is, yeah, he yells at them and uh, they, they, they come back to him and uh, he starts criticizing them for th- trashing his shop. Mm-hmm. And what's actually really bizarre about this is that this line that he delivers here is not the, it's not Phil Lamar. Nope. It's some other voice actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually did. I did. I looked into this a little bit. It is a different voice actor. Uh, another guy who's different characters in this show, like some of the bikes and, uh, uh, some of the other characters. Um, only this line, though. For some right. reason, this line is dubbed over with this other guy. And you can tell that, like, the the dialogue does not match, like, the animation of his mouth moving. I wonder like, what he said. I wonder what happened yeah. here. I wonder what the old line was. If they had to cut it, like, if the 
the Cartoon Network censors were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. (laughs) But also, like, if the concern is, like, you have to cut that line, like, if every other line is by Phil Lamar, why wouldn't they have had Phil Lamar just do this new line? (laughs) He was out of the studio. They couldn't get him back before the episode had to air. He's the main character of the show. (laughs) I don't know. It was really weird. Um, Yeah, he criticizes them and the robots laugh at him. Uh, and uh, they start to transform, which I think is fun. Yeah. Uh, like Transformers do. Yeah, exactly like they do. They become these tall robo men. There's like a fun scene of their their bodies like folding out of these robotic, these biker forms into like humanoid forms. Um, that blue robot stands up tall and he's got, yeah, those big exhaust pipes, which look like they could have been like cool machine guns, but then they sprout claws at the end of them, which I think is kind of a wasted opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I think they get a little more use later on, but that's true. Um, in the moment, I was maybe a little bit let down, um, but he uh, that that blue robot picks up the shoe salesman and uh, threatens him. But luckily for him, Jack shows up to save his goofy ass. Yeah. You have insulted my footwear. (laughs) My sandals don't like to be laughed at. (laughs) I think that might be my favorite line in the whole episode. It's really good. It's really good. Jack, uh, yeah, he's now personified his sandals, (laughs) uh, sort of characterized them and their their emotions and their likes and dislikes. Um, I mean, he doesn't have many friends. It's bound to happen eventually. That's true. I'm sure he talks to his sword. It's probably has a name. Yeah, I've seen Castaway. They take great offense to this line from Jack and they rush towards him like they form back into bike form and rush towards him and they each shoot gi- one giant missile towards Jack. Um, They each shoot a missile at him and Jack dodges the missiles. He cuts one of them in half with his sword and he runs towards the blue bike robot, uh, which launches up in the air. Uh, they collide in midair, and Jack cuts off one of his exhaust pipe arms. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two robots start attacking Jack. One of them's got, like, chains, uh, and the other one's got, like, saw blade attachments. Um, Jack kicks the teal robot right in the chin. But, of course, Jack is uh, not wearing any shoes because of his, his sandal mishaps, and his bare foot clangs off the hard metal like a bell. Yep. Looks rough. Looks very painful. Um, and he grimaces and like hops around with, yeah, this boo-boo foot that he has now. <laughs> they keep attacking Jack. Uh, he fights them off some more. Kicks another one, but this time he has no reaction. I don't know. It was a one-time deal. Yeah, he just kicked it wrong. He kicked it with the wrong part of his foot. Yeah, he got it right on that that bad spot. Mm-hmm. But this time he got it with the good spot. It's like when you kick a soccer ball. Yes, exactly. When you're That's what I was thinking. eight years old and you don't really know how to do that right. Yeah, he kicked with his toes. He's not supposed to do that, is what I hear. I don't play sports. If you're like me, you never figure out the right part of your foot to use to kick a soccer <laughs> ball. He, uh, yeah, he, he fights them and then leaps, leaps up in the air and he lands on a metal pipe. But it turns out this metal pipe is connected to like this big coal furnace that's in the middle of the city for some reason. Yeah, you know, why not? Um, <laughs> It's powering something. Um. But uh, yeah, he lands on it and uh, his feet turn like a bright red and he jumps off and like screams in pain as as his feet are burning. Um, Those robots surround him and uh, he leaps away from them, but he lands on front of the broken glass that is in front of 
the shoe store. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts like hopping around and yelping in pain. Yeah, he keeps hopping and landing back on the glass. It's like it was the most painful scene to watch in the show so far. I was like, Jesus Christ, I, I hate what's happening right now. I felt felt really bad for him. Um, Yeah, that's that's a tough situation to get yourself out of. But um, his feet have now just got to be torn to fucking shreds. Oh, yeah. Um, And those robots laugh at him again. And they're like, oh, he's not worth our time. And they they drive away from the scene. So Mm -hmm. now it's just Jack and the the shoe salesman. Yeah. (sighs) The shoe salesman says to Jack, uh, (laughs) nice moves, dude. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um then he goes on this very long weird rant <laughs> about how he appreciates Jack's style and fighting style. Mm-hmm. Um one terrible quote that I pulled from that is uh he says to him, "I've never seen anyone champion the ideals of showmanship with such heartfelt and then he does quote fingers. He says, such heartfelt game, if I may. That's the So line. he's like referencing the <laughs> fact that he's a referee. So it's like mildly sports related that he even said the word game. Oh, I, I thought he was just trying to throw it out like the slang kind of because he's been calling everyone That's, dude. And so it seems like he's just like trying to use young people's slang. So he just like was like, I'm not really sure how to use this, but let me throw it in there. And that's why he does the if I may, because he might have it wrong. So he's trying to excuse himself. That's funnier. That's much funnier. I took it as him like trying to be like, I'm a referee. <laughs> Let's throw in as much sports related humor as we possibly can. But yeah. let's be gentle with it. Yeah, that could be that. I, I like I took it the <laughs> other way, way. And, <laughs> and I like him a lot more. You do like this guy a lot more than I do. Uh, he tells Jack that he's feeling like a very spiritual bond with him over their mutual love of shoes. Yeah, yeah, they both love shoes so goddamn much. <laughs> Which, look, I don't know how he gathered that from Jack. I don't think it's even true. Uh, Jack is confused by this, and I think also kind of like mildly hates this guy as much as I do. At least I hope he does. Yeah, he could be projecting, though. That's true. I just want Jack to uh, feel the way that I feel um, because I see a lot of myself in Samurai Jack. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. He he tells Jack like, yeah, I can tell you love shoes, but he he notices like he's not wearing any shoes and he needs some new ones. There's a fun camera shot where it cuts down to Jack's bare feet uh, with like a shard of glass sticking out of his toe Mm -hmm. and he's standing over broken glass uh, and like nails and a a rusty fork and a broken bottle that says Aku on the label. Yeah, just as many terrible things as you could think of they slammed into that <laughs> shot. Everything's just covered in tetanus. <laughs> um, He says, uh, I'll let you pick out some free shoes from the world famous foot chalet. Oh, yeah. He points at the store behind him and like the sports center music starts playing as it shows off the foot chalet. Um, and it's like Jack kind of smiles at him a little awkwardly as the sports center music keeps playing and then it fades into commercial. It's a good it's a good break point. I, I, I like that. It makes a lot of sense, especially for where we're going here. Um, cuts back from commercial and we're looking at this huge pair of like these spiky steel toed boots. Um, the name of which are the heavy X boots, mm-hmm. 
which uh, there's a price tag attached to them. They are 229 Aku bucks and 99 Aku cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we seen that Aku bucks um, symbol before? Was it on like the wanted posters in the previous episodes? That's p- definitely possible. I might have missed it. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It felt like this was the first time we'd seen like that symbol because I actually paused it later on. We see it again. I paused it on that scene to look at it in an episode. Somebody exchanged money. It was Jack versus Mad Jack. Mm-hmm. They exchanged money and there was Aku like faces on the money. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what we're thinking. I don't know. Yeah. There's there is Aku money in this world, which is the least surprising. Yeah. Thing oh, no, that's that's all. been established. I just didn't know if I was like looking at it because I thought it might be double dollars or something for a second. <laughs> it's Aku bucks, baby. It's funny money. Um. Yeah, we're looking at these shoes and the shoe salesman, Jack slips them on his foot and the shoe salesman clangs like a big wrench off the toe and Jack gives him a thumbs up. And now we enter the beginning of uh, what is undeniably the best part of the episode, which is a long shoe montage. Oh, yeah. Of Jack trying on all these different shoes. The Jack and the fashion show. Uh, it's so good. Um, Jack clanks his way through the city wearing these big ass boots. Um finds those bike robots in an alley like below him and uh, jumps down to meet them. But his boots make him fall way harder than I think he was expecting. Yeah. He lands on like a wooden archway, which crumbles beneath the weight of these gigantic boots. And uh, he gets buried under like some boxes and some rubble and uh, the robots laugh at him. As they should. He really made a fool of himself here. uh, But that is that is hardly the last time he'll do that in this montage. Um, the very next part of this is maybe like the best one, but also like the most problematic in that you couldn't get away with making this scene in yeah. 2021. I also think it might be like one of the most iconic scenes as well, because every time I've like Googled Samurai Jack to find like reference images, this this scene comes up. There is one there is one image that I'm I'm certain I will be sharing on our Instagram feed. Yeah, yeah. It always comes up no matter what episode I look for. I always put in the exact episode I want. But I always get these <laughs> shoes in the shot. Uh, the shoe salesman wants Jack to try on some sneakers, uh, but Jack sees some high heels with like a very large metal spiked heel. Yeah, like literal stiletto heels. Right. Um, he's looking at them and they remind him of his sandals. Mm-hmm. Uh and the uh, shoe salesman sees him looking at these high heels and ga- gives him like a raised eyebrow. Like, mm, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Not sure you want those ones. Jack puts the heels on. Uh, and yeah, now we get like some of the best single frames of the entire series. Yeah. Uh, he starts cutting apart a parking meter with these these spiked heels on the, the bottom of his foot. Uh, tears it to shreds. Um, and he climbs up the side of the wall. He's like literally running up a wall. <laughs> yeah. These shoes are fucking effective. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're pretty good. They're really good shoes for him. Um jumps down off of the wall to stop those bike robots who are like harassing someone, like mugging an alien in the streets. Mm-hmm. And he lands down on the ground and is standing ready to fight. And uh, it pans up and we see Jack sticking one very sexy shaped <laughs> leg out from his gi. Like it's his gi is flapping around his sexy leg with a high heel. Like it's a fucking ZZ Top album. Cover. Yeah, like a, a side slit dress. He's really trying to show off them games. He's looking 
really good in this moment with yeah this this leg sticking out and uh the robots start catcalling him yeah uh but so does everyone else in the scene including the person who is getting mugged. that was i think my favorite bit of the scene is that, that he's just like maybe i'll call you later <laughs> it's like i gotta take a break from this perilous situation i'm in to really appreciate those damn legs yeah and there's like three hookers there and one of them voiced by phil lamar is also cat one of them has three tits like it's total recall (laughs) um yeah they're they're like also yeah really enjoying jack's sexy leg and these high heels um keep telling they're giving him a lot of praise yeah yeah yeah, they're they're like really into this look, kind of like jealous. Like they're Jack's pulling off something that they can really only <laughs> dream of. Oh man! But Jack like looks down at their feet and realizes they're wearing similar heels, uh, so he gets all embarrassed and like lifts up his skirt and runs away from the scene. So again, it's like I don't know, weirdly problematic. But like, hey, you know what? It's three thousand twenty something. <laughs> Wear wear whatever you want at this point. You know, who gives a shit? Yeah. But also, like we established, these shoes work fucking great. Yeah, the only reason he stops wearing them is because he feels self-conscious about them. I think that's sad. I think it's sad that, you know, he had to feel that way. It's, you know, as a society, we've moved past that point. You should be able to wear whatever shoes you want so you can kill some bike robots. Yeah, Jack should just live his truth. He should. Uh... I don't know. Maybe one day he'll kind of get over that and put those shoes back on. And then Aku's going down. He pulls him out of the closet one day. He's just sitting at home real sad because he can't beat Aku. And it strikes him. And he gets up and walks over to the closet and opens it up. And there they are on the top shelf. All these years later. The answer has been right in front of me. (laughs) Uh, I hope they make a comeback because it was a very fun scene. Um, so that's the end of that part. <laughs> the next shoes that he tries on, uh, the shoes salesman uh, opens like a vault in the store and pulls out like this fucking Metal Gear Solid exosuit out of the wall, yep. like these mechanical legs. Jack hops into the suit and uh, like plugs into the suit and starts running through the city streets like he's fucking Ripley from Aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. It's really good. He's like stomping around in these big robotic legs. Uh, but their their fatal flaw is that they're attached to a very long power cable that's plugged into the wall of the store. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty bad, like poorly designed. Maybe put terrible. Put a couple batteries on there at least. Yeah. I mean, solar panels or something. Um, yeah, reaches the end of that that power cable and they get unplugged. Um, from here, uh Jack meditates on flowing water and two circling fish swimming around each other that form a yin and yang. And uh, he puts on this very absurd pair of fish tank platform shoes. Yeah, super disco. Super disco, super retro. Uh, Yeah, there's like two goldfish swimming around in either shoe. Uh, He runs out of the store and makes it like three steps before we can hear glass shattering. And the shoe salesman is waiting in the door with a big bowl of water as Jack walks back with these goldfish to drop them in the tank. (laughs) Like his shoe shattered beneath him. Yep. Uh, So it seems like the salesman knew that was going to happen. Why did he even let him take those ones? He had to get them out of his inventory. They'd been sitting on the <laughs> shelf for a long time. He can write that off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, 
some disco music cuts in and Jack is striding through the city like it's Saturday night fever, uh, wearing a pair of tall, furry boots. Yeah, I, I love this scene too, the way he's strutting through and we get like, we get that fun scene that some cartoons do where like we're kind of low and in front of the character and all of his steps kind of come towards the camera and he's just got yeah. this like fucking ball and swagger while he's walking around like he knows he knows how fly he looks. Jack is yeah, he's feeling fresh as hell. He's looking good in these furry boots. Yeah, strolling through the city and uh, walks up towards the robots. Uh, but he walks past an alleyway uh, where there's a black cat that sees him and hisses at his furry shoes mm-hmm. Uh, which instantly a bunch of small eyes appear all over his boots. And uh, it turns out that they were not shoes, but a series of furry creatures forming around his legs, uh, which scatter as the cat hisses at them and the bike robots uh, laugh at Jack once again. Mm -hmm. But at least in this scene, uh, it ends with him uh, bending down to pet the kitty and they walk away, which is nice. Yeah, Jack has a new cat friend. He has a new cat friend. That's the beginning and end of the cat friend in this episode. But I was glad that, you know, we got that brief mm-hmm. moment. Um, there, are a, there are a couple teenagers uh, tagging the shoe shop with uh, graffiti. Um, Jack walks out of the shop wearing some like basketball sneakers and high gym socks. <laughs> yeah, I like the socks. socks. An unnecessary touch, but they do complete the look. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's got this look on his face too. Um, I'll send it to you. We can put it on. We can put it online. It's another one of these just great like single frame faces they do sometimes. I don't know how to describe it. We'll put it online. You'll see it. It's hilarious. Lots of good single frames from this episode. Um, he's walking out wearing these, these shoes, um, but his laces are all tied up, and uh, he looks over at the teens, and uh, turns out they're wearing like the exact same style of shoe mm-hmm. as Jack. Um. But their laces are completely untied, and uh, Jack realizes he's uh, very not cool, Um, which, you know, some, like, hip-hop beats kick in as he looks at these untied shoes on these teenagers' feet. Um, He's got to kind of get hip real quick here. He's real self-conscious about all these shoes. It bothers me. You know, I wish he would just kind of own these looks. Yeah. It's it's function. Make it your own, man. It's not fashion. Yeah. Um, he, uh, looks down at their untied shoes and he kind of goes like, oh, like he has a moment of realization and, uh, unties his own laces and, uh, the two teens give him a big thumbs up. Jack starts to run away from them, but runs directly out of his untied shoes. <laughs> Immediately. Doesn't even get a step. No, gets nowhere. And, uh, he turns around, realizes that the shoes are no longer on his feet and the, uh, teens, uh, kind of look at him, look down at the shoes, and then pick them up and run away. Yeah, they kind of look sad about it too. If you if you watch their faces, they look like a little bit like, "Sorry, we have to do this, man." But those are the rules. Lord forgive me, but it's time to go back to the old me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them says, "Um, yeah." They swipe his shoes and and they're gone. Um, then uh, Jack is cruising through the streets of the city on some roller skates. Uh, having a great time, it seems like going real fast through the city. Yeah, this this one seemed like a great idea to me. It seems smart, like the application. You know, if you, he could figure out kind of the practical, like really master these roller skates, mm-hmm. he might have been onto something. But clearly, he didn't take the time to do that before putting them on. Uh, he approaches those bike robots and just blows directly past them because he doesn't know how to stop <laughs> on these roller skates. 
Which is fair. Stopping on roller skates is probably the scariest thing you can do on a roller I skate. I can't do it, yeah. yeah. When I was a uh, younger gentleman, I had some roller blades. Uh, I would ride through the neighborhood on these roller blades, and there was a steep hill kind of at towards the end of the neighborhood. Um, and I didn't really know how to stop. Mm-hmm. So I would purposely go down the hill a little bit and then fall on the side of the road in the grass. Yep. Uh, and then get back up, go a little bit more, fall again. I would just keep purposely falling, like controlled falls, because yeah. I didn't know how to slow down or stop. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Uh, and I survived. I'm still here to this day talking about that. Yeah, I used to do the same thing. Um, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they should make it more obvious how to stop in those goddamn things. Yeah, maybe put like a handbrake on them. Maybe. Uh, it's too late, because I don't think I'll ever be in that situation again. But time will tell. Um. Jack walks back to the shoe shop. He's all dejected. And uh, the shoe salesman uh, says to Jack, uh, well, you know what? I actually just got one last pair of shoes that just came into the shop. And uh, he pulls out these very fancy blue sneakers. Um, He starts describing the features of these sneakers, which is like a bunch of crazy terms. I think he refers to them as having 5.1 digital surround suspension, which means nothing. Yep. That's gibberish. That's nothing. Um, Jack puts them on his feet and uh, the uh, the shoe salesman zips them up and s- then starts pumping them up. Yep. Do you remember shoes that did that? Yeah, I had shoes that did that, actually. Um, and I remember there being a bit in, I think it was Robin Hood Men in Tights, where a character named, uh, oh, is it Achu or something? It's Aku. Yeah, well, uh, there's a character and they're in the middle of a fight in Robin Hood and he's like, hold on, got to pump. And he like leans down and pumps up his shoes. Classic. This joke is so outdated. (laughs) This joke of the pump up shoes. Anyone born like after the year 1995 has no idea what this joke (laughs) is. I still don't even remember what the pump did. I think it just made the tongue thicker. Yeah. Like I think it was, yeah, to like make it fit your foot better like you could control how tightly it gripped your foot i don't yeah know. i remember just like pumping the hell out of them all the time and never really noticing a difference i don't think i ever owned a pair of these these kinds of shoes but i definitely knew people who did and was always kind of envious of that mm-hmm. um yeah it's this very weird bizarre like time and place joke in this episode that does lead to some good bits coming up here yeah well the only thing these shoes are missing would be like heelys if they had heelys and the pump oh uh, and maybe they lit up That'd be everything all in one, all in one package. The perfect shoe. I had a friend who claimed that he invented Heelys. Oh, yeah. Which is like such a stupid, like, are you trying to convince me? I. It's not like we were really that young. We were like 12 and he had some Heelys. He tried to convince me that he invented Heelys. Yeah. I'm like, I know you didn't do that. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> no, you bought those um, or your mother bought those for you. <laughs> I also never owned Heelys. I don't think I would be good at it. Mm. Um. Yeah. Jack puts on these, these futuristic sneakers and he starts running through the city and he starts running at like super speed. His legs are spinning around him like he's Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And the music actually is kind of reminiscent of Sonic uh, during yeah. this scene. He's going very fast um, and he looks like he's, yeah, he's finally found the right pair of shoes for him. He's, he's running through the city and he catches all the way up to these robots who are in their bike form. He's like running faster than the robots can drive. Mm-hmm. Like these shoes are legit. Um, they uh, they stop and they transform back into their humanoid forms and they're ready to fight Jack. Uh, Jack runs up to them and uh, his feet 
squish in the ground uh, because of all this pumped up kind of elastic rubbery stuff going on. And he starts bouncing uh, through the air. He jumps over them like a trampoline and then pinballs his, his way around the city with his, his springy shoes. Yeah, it's a pretty good scene. And then, like they do literal pinball jokes where he's like bouncing up a building and it's making all like the right. bumper noises. Um, again, such an outdated joke, but it is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally gets his footing, though, and like bounces his way back towards those robots. Um, and the blue robot uh, like transforms his arm into like a harpoon gun. And he shoots some spikes at Jack, which he punches away with his hands, kind of knocks them away, uh, but then kicks his shoe up to knock one of them away. Um, and it the the harpoon pierces his his inflated shoe and deflates it. And he starts flying through the city like a deflated balloon. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's a good joke. Um, And that is actually the end of the uh, shoe montage. What did you think? I loved it. I had a great time with the shoe montage. One of the best montages in the show so far. We've had some really quality montages. This was definitely towards the top of the list. Um, The music through the whole montage was great. It actually was like classic montage music i think in an homage to the sportsy uh shoe locker theme mm-hmm. going on i don't know i still don't like the guy but i like the <laughs> bit uh good montage uh jack is flying through the city like a balloon and he lands in the middle of a gathered crowd and uh, when he looks up from the ground he is uh lying directly in front of a young boy who is wearing wooden sandals just like Jack's sandals. Yep. What a coincidence. Uh, crazy to think about. And Jack is bewildered. He, <laughs> he just he just points at the boy's feet and says, those, which, of course, scares the kid. <laughs> he screams and runs away. Jack jumps up and chases this kid through the city streets. Um, runs through some alleys and uh, the boy runs into an open garage that uh, there's a sign above the garage that says jet repair. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kid runs into that garage and he's screaming over and over again. He's saying, I saw Samurai Jack. He's stoked to have seen Samurai Jack. Uh, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Jack runs in after the boy. And uh, there's a man in this this jet repair garage that's working on a spaceship. And uh, Jack tries to talk to this man but the man tries to like shoo jack away out of the garage and says like oh no you got to come back later we're closed Mm -hmm. and uh this man is wearing a uh, welding mask and uh like turns around to look at jack and raises up the mask and then realizes that he's talking to samurai jack yeah and he's super stoked now too everyone's stoked to see jack um this is this old japanese man who uh, says it's a great honor to meet Jack and gives him a very deep bow, which Jack returns like a very deep bow back to this this old man. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty pleased to have somebody who understands his culture <laughs> to interact with, too. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, It's it's been, well, thousands of years, but even just in whatever amount of time Jack's had to live in this crazy culture that he's... Mm-hmm. Not seen since he was a little literal young boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be pretty cool for him. And I like this scene a lot. Um, 
yeah, they bow to each other. And Jack is like starting to explain why he ran into the shop. Uh, but uh, his stomach rumbles and the old man uh, insists that Jack join them for dinner and like forces Jack like into his home to go have dinner with them. Mm hmm. Jack walks up towards a uh, sliding door uh, towards the back of this garage and looks down and there's like many, many pairs of these wooden sandals sitting outside of the front door of this home. Mm -hmm. And he has to put his deflated, (laughs) broken shoes next to him. Sneakers, big blue, ugly future sneakers next to, yeah, these shoes that he so desperately craves. Um but the uh, that young boy is running through uh, the house, just still screaming like, "Oh, I saw Samurai Jack!" And uh, his like teenage sisters kind of like roll their eyes as he runs past them and like doubt that he actually did see Samurai Jack. Um, one of them calls him a dwarf Norf. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Whatever that Sick means. Burn. <laughs> uh, she fucking got him. Uh, I don't know how he'll ever recover from that. <laughs> Um, but Jack walks by these teenage girls and, uh, just looks down at them and like nods his head and says, ladies. And then they fangirl out about how handsome Samurai Jack is. Yeah. And they do that for pretty much the rest of the episode. Right. Um, yeah, they, this is significant to them, which I think is really, (laughs) I think is a really funny concept. Like I have not consider Jack to be like some kind of weird, like teen, handsome, like heart. Yeah. Some, some, yeah. That's like such an odd role for him to fulfill, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Why not? He's got the bad boy thing going for him too. He's wanted. He's a little bit of a rebel and uh, we already know he's got those, those fine gams, which we saw <laughs> earlier. Um, so I get it. It makes sense. Um, yeah, he, uh, he walks through this this ha- this home, which is like a very traditional Japanese home. There's like fine art on the walls and uh, there's like a bonsai tree in the home and like their sink faucet is made of bamboo, mm-hmm. which is fun. It's like a fun contrast between like the literal fucking like rocket spaceship garage that he walked through to get to into get in like there. Yeah. this old traditional Japanese home. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of questions about how they would build it in the middle of this giant Aku city. Uh, But, you know, we'll just have to let it go. I have the same questions. Um, We don't get a lot of answers, but uh, yeah, it seems a little strange, but it's it's definitely very fun. Um, The uh, the mother uh, uh, is making dinner for the whole family. It looks like she's making like sushi and rice. So another very traditional Mm -hmm. Japanese dish. Um. Her breath is taken away as uh, she sees Jack enter the room and uh, she invites Jack to go sit at the table uh, with her family to enjoy this this dinner that she's made for everyone. Very kind. Very kind woman. Very kind family. Your home is wonderful. Perhaps this is the time machine I've been seeking. <laughs> oh. We feel it is important to remember the old ways. We try to honor our ancestors by keeping traditions from the old land and by retelling the old stories. And the new stories. Yeah, your stories. He came back, back from the past, Samurai Jack. The little boy literally sings the Samurai Jack theme song to Jack. Yeah, well, he... 
he gets it wrong, but it's really good. Very close. He's yeah. in the oh, ballpark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it like implies that, yeah, this the, the Samurai Jack theme song is a thing that exists in this world. Mm-hmm. It's not just something for you and me to enjoy each week when we start up this episode. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's a very <laughs> fun touch. Um, they basically thank Jack for, for fighting against Aku and they, they tell him like, we're sure that you'll win this fight. Uh, but is there, you know, is there anything that we can do to help you in this battle? And, uh, Jack says to the old man, uh, I wanted to ask you about your son's shoes. (laughs) Creepy. Fucking (laughs) get the fuck out of my (laughs) house. (laughs) Old man looks at him and says, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> it's, it's like, All right, Jack. Um, Yeah, he wants to talk about his son's shoes. So hopefully that's innocent enough. Um, It's a cool. There's a cool camera shot now of Jack, like talking to them, uh, kind of seemingly like explaining the whole situation that he's just been in. And uh, there's a cool shot as the camera pulls out from the dining room, like into the main room in the house uh, to the front door of the house, out into the futuristic garage and then back out into the street outside of the garage. Yeah. It's like one cool, like long tracking shot, like zooming out and out and out. And we see like the silhouette of the family and Jack through one of the walls as they're still talking around the table. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Um, from here, uh, there's a montage of Jack and the old man, like, working on building him a, a new pair of shoes. They're, like, measuring Jack's foot on, like, a giant wooden log and, like, splitting the wood and carving it into a sandal mm-hmm. shape. During the montage, there's, like, some shots of Jack, like, talking to the young boy, like, talking seemingly, like, about his sword. Um, the, uh, the... Teenage girls ask Jack to sign uh, one of his wanted posters, um, which what he does is he draws his clan symbol with the the square with the lines cut out on on each side of it, but doesn't write his actual name. So we still do not have Jack's real name. Yep. I think that was probably intentional. We do see that his bounty is up to 40. Was it million? Aku bucks, I think. Uh, Yeah. Aku bucks. Yeah, that sounds right. Um. Yeah, you know, he's got to keep the mystery alive yeah. about uh, the Jack. Because he wouldn't want to write, like, Fred, and they'd be like, no, you're Samurai Jack. <laughs> what if he just wrote Jack, but did it in, like, a graffiti kind of calligraphy style? That would have been acceptable. Or or he just, like, stamps the, the show's logo onto it. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean the possibilities were endless, but uh, I'm sure they're they're still pleased to get anything out of Jack uh, on that poster. Oh yeah, but uh, the the new wooden sandals they are finished, and Jack slips them on and is like so thankful. He thanks the old man and like wants to repay him, but he's not sure how. And then he thinks on it and he pulls out that straw hat that he that he crafted at the beginning of the episode and hands it to the old Japanese man who gets very giddy and like puts the hat on his head. Yeah, it's cute. He pulls it out of like the back of his shirt, though. Like he's been carrying it around yeah. just on his back somehow the whole time. He's got a yeah, a gi of holding. <laughs> a magic gi of holding. 
uh, yeah, hands the hat to the man. He puts it on and they bow to each other and they thank each other in Japanese, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. Then we get like one final shot in the episode of Jack running through the city uh, like his old self, thanks to his new shoes, you know, sliding down buildings and jumping over pipes <laughs> and running across like broken glass. <laughs> you know, no problem. Just showing Jack's back off, in yeah. business, baby. <laughs> Look what I can do now. Right. Um, yeah, he's, he runs through the city and he finds those biker robots and, uh, he, uh, just like fucks them up with only kicks. Yep. <laughs> just, you know, he's got to put these new sandals to work, uh, kicks them around for a bit. And, uh, one of them literally says, uh, oh, and Jack, uh, jumps up in the air with a sword raised high above his head. And there's a freeze frame image of Jack, like ready to strike with a sword. And then that is the end of the episode. Woo! End of the season, baby! Brendan. Nick. How'd you you feel about the the season finale? I liked it. I think the previous episode should have been the season finale. Um, (laughs) But maybe given the way cartoons came out at the time, it wasn't as big of a deal. Right. Uh, But I liked it. I liked it a lot, though. I thought it was a very fun episode. My first watch of the episode kind of going in with the expectation or like thinking like, oh yeah, final episode of the season, baby. Like last season, they really knocked it out of the park with Aku's fairy tales. Like, what are they <laughs> going to do next? Like my first watch of the episode, I was bewildered. Like they made a whole episode about Jack needing some new shoes. Yeah. That was the season finale. It's a, it, it was a bit disappointing as a season finale. Um, but that's only looking at it as a season finale. Like you kind of want exactly something. Um, but as a kid, it would have just been another episode that I watched and it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't have stood out at all. Like, well, it would have stood out as being like a fun episode, but it wouldn't have stood out as like a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's how I felt about it. Like my second watch through, like kind of now putting that expectation out of my head, mm-hmm. I was able to enjoy like, the jokes of the episode and like how good the shoe montage was and like how nice those final moments of him with the family, like everything kind of hit like a lot differently watching a, watching a second time. Yeah. Like not thinking like, Oh, how are they going to close it out? Just like kind of like giving everything the full attention. Like this definitely actually is like maybe one of my favorite episodes of the entire season, which is <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not um, sure where I'd rank it uh, personally yet, but it's it's up right. there. It's a good one. I liked it. I hated the shoe salesman. I don't care what you say. Uh, <laughs> he is a humongous dork, and that's ranks, what I liked uh, about him. Among the bottom, he ranks among the bottom of of characters, side characters on oh, the television no. show for me. Um, but he did lead Jack to some great uh, shoe based hijinks, so I can at least thank him for. Yeah. Uh, sort of getting us to the point where we His need contribution, to be. yeah. Yeah. He served as the bridge to hilarity. So for that, we we thank you and salute you, shoe salesman guy who looks vaguely like my father-in-law. <laughs> who may or may not be a 70s porno star. I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> um. Yeah, that 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 is it. That is the final episode of season two. We made it all the way through two seasons. We so. did it. Hooray. We've come a very long way. Um, it's crazy to think that, yeah, we've we've made it now all the way through season two and season three is around the corner. 
Um, before we get to that, let's take uh, one quick look back on uh, one of the episodes from season two. Uh, Brendan, I believe we got another email this week. Oh, my God, we did. Bet you guys didn't see that coming. Two emails in one episode. Email. All right. Yes. I'm not going to. That, that, that almost was the same email theme song. So I will give you that one. Oh. But no, ne- never again. Well, good. This one's from Justin, uh, who I believe we have heard from before. Uh, so thank Hi, you Justin. for writing it again, Justin. Uh, he says, I have a theory for you. And I love theories. Uh, so let's get back to reading it. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> I have a theory for you as to why no bad guys Jack previously fought were included among Demongo's warriors. And you guys re- might remember Demongo as the guy with the stupid vest uh, from four episodes ago, three episodes ago. The very bad skull vest. Yeah, stupid vest. Anyway, Justin continues. I've always considered Demongo to be an offshoot of Aku himself, a piece that was separated and gained its own consciousness somehow. Therefore, he'd have Aku's memories and know who had already been defeated by Jack. After all, what good is an already defeated warrior's essence to a soul collector? Uh, Just a thought. Keep up the great work. Uh, Thank you, Justin, for writing in. Um, Thanks, Justin. And I think, did did we bring that up kind of like why would he want somebody that Jack's already beat? Like, I feel like we might have talked about that a little bit. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think we mentioned that. And the point is definitely valid. Like if we already know that these warriors were no match for Jack the first time around, mm-hmm. uh, what good are they the second time? Although I guess Demongo, the whole point of Demongo is like he can just keep sending them over and over right. and over yeah. again. Um, I think I think our big thing with Demongo was that Jack did seem to recognize these characters. Right. Uh, and our problem was that he did and we didn't. Um, right. So I think that's where we got hung up. But I, I do agree that like, yeah, it would be pretty stupid to try to fight him with people he's already proven he can beat. Um, yeah. I, I do really like the idea that Dimango is part of Aku. And I think that could very well be the case, um, given he's got like the same color palette uh, as part from like the blue flamey head. Right. Well, everything that Aku summons like from his house like it, it, I wonder, is it all made? I, like, I feel like it's all made of Aku stuff. Like, yeah, even like the Aku destroyer beetle drones. Like, I feel like everything is made of Aku, even if it is robotic in some parts. Yeah, um, I think I think that it's it's complicated. Uh, yeah, I think there are instances, too, where we've seen him like take pieces off and make something out of it. Hasn't there been? Yeah, that sounds about Right. I could be totally wrong, though. Um, I do remember, though, there was like a, a very similar kind of thing in the Three Blind Archers episode where he defeated like the black goo and it wasn't actually part of Aku. It was like a different it just kind of slithered away. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I do like that idea a lot, too, that like Demongo just being like a piece of Aku that broke off and then like thought he could be. That thought he could be Aku and like do Aku's job better than he could, mm-hmm. which I would totally believe that like Aku, like Aku's body would also have Aku's like cocky attitude. Yeah. And I, I think that actually does add to the character because um, I didn't yeah. love Demongo as a character. But with like that kind of like idea going into it, I think he's a little bit stronger of like a contender for <laughs> actually being a good character. That is my favorite part of Demongo is, yeah, kind of his machinations to, like, be mm-hmm. his own, like, 
overlord in this world and yeah, maybe not permanently serve as a as a minion of Aku. Um but overall, yeah, I think Justin makes some really good points here about that. And then, yeah, the the defeated warriors, Jack's been there, done that. You know, let's see some fresh blood out there and see if he could really take them down. Yeah. Um. But, you know, Jack had the, the slick strategy to uh, get sucked inside that bad vest. Yeah. And uh, D-Mongo rude his evil ways. Mm-hmm. That'll teach him. Uh, that'll teach him. Uh, thanks again, Justin, and uh, also Joseph at the the top of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate emails from both of you. And uh, as we mentioned each week, uh, got a recap at gmail.com is the address you can reach us at with uh, any fun fan theories that you might have like that or thoughts on uh, some of the episodes we've already watched. Um, as we have mentioned now several times over, uh, you know, with this being the final episode of the season, uh, next week we are going to take some time to recap uh, all of season two and kind of give our personal rankings of the episodes in season two. So any thoughts that you want to send in, you know, about any of these episodes, if you want to send in some of your personal favorites, some of your uh, least favorite episodes of the season, any thoughts that you have on this this chunk of 13 episodes, uh, definitely send them uh, gotarecap at gmail.com, and uh, we will take some time to read those on the show. Uh, please definitely do that. That would be super fun to see sort of where everyone landed on on what we've discussed over these past 13 weeks. Yeah, we'd love to hear uh, hear what you think about it so far. Um, yeah, uh, we would love that. Um, in the meantime... Uh, at Gotta Recap, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Instagram and Facebook, I believe, are now working, Brendan. I know that we had an issue today where they, oh, are they went back? down on the internet and it caused a big, uh, big issue. Mm-hmm. But I believe, yes, I believe now they are, they are fully functional, which is too bad because we almost uh, were finally free yeah, from the shackles. We almost got Facebook. away, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. Maybe next time. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we tried as hard as we could. Uh, we'll get you next time, Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, at Gotta Recap and also Twitter, which uh, Twitter will forever reign supreme. Um, yeah. Follow us on all of those and uh, we will have a good time with you all there. Uh, if you could head to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review. Uh, that would be extremely helpful for our show to grow. And, you know, we would love to be able to grow as we move into uh, you know, these these final two seasons of the original run of Samurai Jack and everything that comes after that. More episodes, more other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got we got we got a ways to go. Oh yeah. We got a ways to grow. Plenty of fun to be had. Plenty of fun to be had. Uh I did just want to make a brief announcement uh in this episode that uh, after we record our a season two recap episode. Um, we are going to take a few weeks off. Not exactly sure. Maybe, you know, no more than mm, three or four weeks or so mm-hmm. uh, to kind of just like recharge our batteries a little bit and, and get ourselves ready to kind of take on the rest of this this show. We've been working hard now for the last. Oh, God, I don't know. I think it's about seven months. months. Yeah. Once we yeah, once we crazy. do once we do the next episode, I think it will be just shy of seven months. Um, It's been very fun throughout and I'm definitely not sick of talking to you about this TV show every week um which is a good thing because we've got so much we've got to a go. lot more to go <laughs> uh but no we are going to take a little bit of a break just to yeah sort of recharge the batteries here and uh we will be back fresher than ever to continue our 
Samurai Jack full recap as we move into season three. I'm very excited for it. Oh, me too. Uh, it's going to be golden, uh, but we uh, before that, we will do our season two recap, uh, which is next week. And uh, I can't wait to finally dive into this and like l- figure out where each of us land on all these episodes. I think, yeah, this it's going to be really hard to figure all that out. I'm still not sure I have it. Yeah, all down. I'll have to start thinking it over. We've got a lot of work to do. Um, but, uh, until then, uh, we just want to thank you all so much for joining us through this entire second season and, uh, we will celebrate it one more time next week. Uh, but thanks again, everyone for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.